0: Well, set your GP base, because we're about to distribute some Plasky particles. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 186 for the week of Wednesday, 16th September, 2015. I'm John, and with me tonight are...
1: Ben.
2: Eddie. And Scott.
0: This episode is being brought to you by Bam Kapow and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is Hasbro's Star Wars Black 6-inch series Kylo Ren, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown <laughs> featuring... Hot Toys, Star Wars, Han Solo and Chewbacca 1-6 scale figure set Howdy, gents. How you all doing?
2: Glorious. Spitting. Wonderbar.
0: All right, Eddie. I got to start with you for that glorious
2: comment. I'm glorious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how does glorious, out- Wonderbar, outright glorious? Thank you very much. Uh,
1: can
3: a fan out there please just segregate that piece of audio that says of scott shouting i'm glorious and that make that a ringtone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you <laughs> oh, I'm oh, thank you
3: <laughs> uh, but, uh, i'm very good thank you john i've um i haven't had a chance to speak to you guys since i attended uh the force friday event uh last week so it was um just close to midnight on thursday i popped out my local target here I got there about an hour and 15 minutes before midnight and I was the first person in line, which I was not expecting at all. I thought I was running late, but (laughs) um, not too many folks actually turned up here in this area, but um, a few more did, about 15 minutes to midnight, including a couple of families, uh, which was good. I was happy to see uh, three or four uh, families there with some young kids. Uh, and the staff ran the event uh, quite well at the target near me. They had a big banner, and um, some of the staff were dressed up and oh, nice. uh, doing a bit of uh, uh, promoting in that. But That's nice. Uh, it was kind of good that there were some kids there because when all got revealed at the store, it was basically Disney Disney Infinity. Uh, Hasbro mashes, and a massive wall of those night lights of the heads coming crashing awesome. through the wall. Do you, do you guys know those ones?
1: Uh. You can't have too many mashes.
3: Yeah, so um, <laughs> needless to say, uh, the 20 or so collectors that were there of us were a bit disappointed with yeah. <laughs> our local targets finding. Luckily for me, I had a Bothan spy at that same shopping centre at the Toys R Us. A bottom uh, spy. opening, and <laughs> yeah, so he, he was keeping an eye for for me, and I managed to nick down there quickly, and uh, pretty much everything on the collector side of things was gone. But I did find a Finn in the Black Series uh, who'd fallen on his side and gone in with the titanium vehicles, <laughs> and so I didn't. <laughs> so luckily, luckily uh. I, I didn't. Uh, walk away empty-handed that night for popping through and going out but I was a bit disappointed but it did have a good end to the story because I was so sort of shattered about not having any collector items at a collector event that I ended up contacting Target Media here in Australia and having a big conversation with them back and forth uh, on Twitter and behind the scenes about what was uh, going on there and I actually received a direct Twitter from them on Monday night saying that because of feedback after this, uh, a uh, force Friday event, uh, come November, they actually are going to be stocking the six inch black series, uh, in Target stores around Australia. So, um, oh, I, I got to yeah. give credit to them there for actually listening to sure. the fans and feedback coming out uh, of that one. So, uh, nice. I didn't want to, don't want to red card them or anything like that, uh, like we might want to do. i'd I'm actually quite pleased. They seem to be listening to the feedback uh, that they're getting and quite replying, but, um, yeah, that that was nice and fun and took up a lot of week talking back and forth with them. And apart from that, I've been good, a little too much drinking. So please be nice to me over this episode.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Have you known me to ever be nice?
2: Yeah. I I heard rumors once. I'll be nice. Don't worry. (laughs)
0: Um, well, that's good, Eddie. I mean, I'm glad you went to Force Friday. I mean, that's cool because I wasn't getting up to go because I had to work the next day. And
3: that, uh, in, that, in retrospect, I, I might have – would have wanted to do the
0: same. Yeah. I, uh, I I wish they had had it on Friday night, you know, so mm-hmm. that people that had jobs could do it. But that's okay.
2: Eddie has a job.
3: Uh, well, yeah, I know, but, but- – I just don't care about it as much as he's he's, he's young. He can <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it's
2: always,
3: always it. that thing when people are like, Are you hungover at work? And it's like, No, is it a Star Wars collector event?
0: Yeah, that's uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the only thing I remember ever going to at midnight was the opening of Star Trek Generations, maybe.
1: Oh yeah. my. I saw the eighty nine Batman at a midnight screening.
0: I don't remember midnight screenings back then.
3: Do, do you do you want one of my Eddie makes you guys feel old stories? Sure very first movie I ever saw in the cinema was the 89 Batman. Oh <laughs> what he
0: was three
2: Wow
0: just wow.
3: Just wow. it kind of explains a lot when you think about it. Yeah, true.
0: <laughs> I think the first thing I remember seeing in a movie theater was uh, Snow White.
3: Like
2: the 50s version?
0: Yeah. yeah. On the 30s? <laughs> yeah. 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 They used to the, re-show that.
2: John's the oldest member of the podcast <laughs> team. He just doesn't. Not, not the original, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. My original toy collecting was a big hoop with a stick that I'd pushed the street.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh, Mr. Ben. Yes, what, indeed. What have you been up to?
1: Uh, kind of like Eddie. Uh, I sort of, I went to F- Sunday. <laughs> so I didn't bother with the Friday and I didn't bother with the Saturday. And then I went and had a look around on Sunday. Uh, and it was a complete waste of time because, um, everywhere I went, they were sold out. And I even went to, uh, uh Toys R Us where it's a bit out of the way. So. It's usually pretty good for the odd score. I've done well with, uh, the, the Star Wars black six inch stormtroopers, uh, and things like that there. And I thought, oh yeah, there's bound to be, you know, a few bits and pieces there. And I walked in and they had a massive display and I thought there has got to be, you know, some three and three quarter and six inch figures around somewhere and all the sort of the crap that Eddie mentioned, like the mashes and whatnot. And then I came across, it must have been at least 30 pegs where, uh, according to the price stickers, there were three and three quarter figures and six inch figures, um, and there wasn't a single one there. So they either sold every single figure they had or they just didn't get them in so, mm. and were still waiting on them. Uh, I suspect they sold out. So a bit of a bust. Mm. But, but other than that, I've been well. Thank you for asking. See,
0: I was still able to see figures on Sunday when I went because I didn't make it to the historical Sunday, band. I picked a couple of things up and looked at them and I was like, no, just doesn't do it for me.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I sort of heard that the stories of um, in the States that there were still quite a few three and three quarter figures going around for a while, but it seems here in Australia just figures apart from the matches were woefully underordered. Um we might have had maybe a shelf and I'm not talking a large shelf, I'm talking about maybe like the length of a human shoulder across with a couple of three and three or maybe two sets. But they went very quickly on into these midnight runs. Very few people got their hands on it. And But I I just I do also want to put out now, um, they actually are hitting shelves again and so if you go into Kmart's or Big W's or that you can find them quite easily now a week and a bit after Force Fridays. So um, anyone listening to this I implore don't pay scalper prices for Kylo Ren I saw people paying ridiculous $40 50 for a three and three quarter Kylo Ren okay. here in Australia that um, I could walk five minutes down the street and grab at a Kmart so um, mm. just a little bit of patient guys they're hidden
0: you know when they've done that previously they've put a, uh, a label on you know first day of issue or something or mm. I almost wish they had done that you know so that you could tell them apart in the future, but
3: mm. yeah, I but, think they're still a bit scared of the yarn's that are still sitting on some shelves,
0: yeah, <laughs> around which you can still find with that first day of issue.
3: Yeah, I got a Toys R Us me that still has one. Yeah, she's been sitting in the clearance bin for about two years now.
2: Oh, hmm. it's kind of sad.
0: Yeah,
3: Well, they still buy twirlers for it? They're sticking in the clearance, but they're not marking the price down.
0: Oh, huh. Well, Scott, did you uh, did you go visit any uh, Force Friday stuff?
2: No, as discussed last week, I don't want to know much about this movie and I definitely don't want to buy choice of it before it happens. I just want to go in and try it. So I just stayed away. Thank you, but I have had a <laughs> had a very nice week uh, here in Melbourne. I'm off again next week. Um, but yeah, good week at home, kids happy, Um, just one week of term left for them, and then we're having a week's holiday, so they're all excited, and then when we come back, we're getting guinea pigs. So, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Because had a guinea pig when I was young. (laughs) Yeah, we've had them before. we had them uh, when we lived in Canberra and then when we moved because we were renting when we built our house, we gave them to some friends who um, you know, thoroughly uh, loved
3: Was them. Was he taken by a guinea
2: pig? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but the kids, you know, two dogs and two cats, apparently not enough. So, <laughs> so the kids are decided that they want them and they are paying for all of it. Of course it's with their pocket money, which still comes from me, but, at least they've, sa- <laughs> you know, they've saved it up. So that they found a, yeah. um, a hutch on eBay and, you know, I bid for them, but then they they paid me back. And then when we get back from holidays, they're going to pay for the guinea pigs. So that's all good. It's good for them to mm-hmm. learn how to look after things, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Good idea. Yeah. Mm. Well, cool. Pigs in your future, Mr. Node? No.
2: Pretty
0: quiet. Um, I did have a little nerd type moment here at work. Um, i uh, I recently changed my email down to the Metal Gear Solid exclamation point
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: And because um, I just thought it'd be fun. So I actually had my phone in my pocket and I was we had a, a vendor come in and we got an issue and we were kind of wrapping up had a little wrap up meeting up in our you know front conference before they left and uh, I got an email and this thing goes off and uh, one guy's like talking and he stops and he, he looks over at my phone and then he says a couple more words and he looks at me and he goes is, is that Metal Gear Solid like the original <laughs> the, the, the exclamation points out? No? I'm like yeah yeah it is <laughs> so, I swear Yeah, so I, I was happy that somebody got that besides me
2: well wow.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so I had a little little nerd moment nobody else at work <laughs> knows what it is it's like you know, everybody else is you know thinking I'm weird or <laughs> the <than> normal <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it's funny I had a Jawa for a long time you know the the U-tini, um Jawa sound and nobody got that either <laughs> everybody thought it was something else. Uh, not yeah yeah so nobody gets it but you guys get me and I appreciate that
1: We try. We try our best. Yeah. Yeah. Smile and and nod.
0: And speaking of getting things, maybe we'll learn about some things we want to get in the news, and we should probably come back and do that.
2: Nice segue. Huzzah. Ah, Traveler, welcome to the promenade. Humble quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And Security Chief
1: Odo, very strict and sneaky
2: for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax and Chief O'Brien and Major Kira Nerys. I happen to know she's crazy about me.
1: Wonderful,
2: aren't they? Especially this one, so handsome. Pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now... Ah, Security, what a pleasant surprise.
0: Before we get to our main features and events, we like to start each episode with a little bit of news, inarticulated news, where we're going to talk about the latest things, goings and comings and all that sort of stuff in the collectibles world. We're not going to talk about it all. These are just things that happen to catch our eyes over the week. So, um, Scott, stuff's been catching your eye. Tell us about it.
2: Uh, I've got so much stuff catching my eye, for sure. Um, I have been thinking that we should try and mention regularly that if you want to see the stuff that we're talking about, The links to all of the news items that we are discussing are at actionfigureblues.com in the post for the episode of the week. So if you want to follow along, um, you can see the links there. Um, You can see the images of what we're talking about. So um, do do that if you like to. I also want to mention that we have a subreddit which is afbpodcast.reddit.com, where you can uh, suggest news items to us. And the first two news items this week have come from there. First of all, from our good friend Silbert, we have um, another Hot Toys Iron Man. Um, Now that we've run out of Iron Man, Mark, whatever is to do, um, now they're (laughs) going to go, go back and do... Uh, other versions of ones we already have and this one is the iron man mark three in stealth mode um which you know i look i mean i don't want this but i actually think it looks quite cool um it's very blue um so i like this
0: one
2: (laughs) yeah if you like blue and you like iron man you could be so happy
1: um (laughs) You know, It's so. blue when there's nothing I can do. <laughs> um,
3: but It's, very, very it's cool. probably the most comic book they've done, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Actually, yeah. You know, that's. Uh, um, you could be right. I mean, it's, it's very eye-catching. And so, uh, you know, if you're a mm. completist, um, a, a, an incredibly wealthy completist um, for Hot Toys Iron Man, <laughs> then I'm sure that you'll be very excited about this. Um, and it's But it's going to run you 300 U.S., which is about uh, 20000 Australian dollars now, I think. So, um, yeah, it mm. yeah. uh, could be a bit pricey.
0: We're the, we're the cheap. Cheese grater array on his back, you know, was was that part of the original release? Uh, mm. I'm not.
3: Sure. Yeah, I think it was on the the original Mark
0: III. Huh. I just didn't remember that being that many of those.
2: Cheese <laughs> grater. Really, I don't remember that as part of the original Mark III. But I don't never had it so.
3: It's. I. I don't think he overly used them in the films. It was only mm. when he was doing like quick breaks and things like that. But because um, I remember particularly noticing them on uh, the original Hot Toy that came out. How many little things and all that. That looks so breakable. Quick, we've
0: got a taco emergency. Shut <laughs> <laughs> <Tread> the chatter.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, he's your man. <laughs> Might need to stub some turtles. <laughs>
2: oh. oh, that ah. that looks so breakable to me. I'm just looking at the side <laughs> image of it and thinking, yeah. man, if that fell over, good night, nurse. Um, yeah. anyway, it's diecast, it's expensive, it's blue. Um, who could ask for more? Another Reddit item, um, this is from Toil10, is, uh, a tweeterhead Elvira scary Christmas maquette. <laughs> i had to read (laughs) to look at that so it's elvira mistress of the dark scary christmas maquette um and uh it looks like elvira uh she's wearing well bits of a santa outfit not much of it and uh it looks scary
1: so is this based on an existing Elvira Twitter head statue? They have just <coughs> sanded it or? <laughs> just sanded it.
2: Um, I don't know. If, I mean, Sideshow certainly done um, their share of Elvira's. So when I first saw this, I thought, oh, this is just a, you know, Sideshow repaint. But in fact. Um, I just thought,
1: yeah, maybe yeah, it's a variant. Of, of,
2: I don't know. The, hmm. the, the one hmm. that. Sorry. The. Uh, one that they did, like the black costume one, was a standing person. Yeah, no, I think it's different. Yeah. Think, yeah,
1: okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it looks like there's the, uh actual sculpting on there, it's not just um, just a repaint sort of thing.
2: Yeah, no idea. Mm. Yep,
0: I love parts of this and I hate a part of this.
2: What oh, ah, yeah, of course, oh, I should mention for our um non non-viewer, non-viewers, there is a spider in it. So, you have, to, you have to burn that off before you can give it to John. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be a scary Christmas for me.
2: That would be a very scary Christmas. <laughs>
3: Uh, good point. Um, and some here for us. Um, I, I should say too, just on the Tweet Ahead um, thing, I actually found I was doing some research into another uh, uh, item and I noticed uh, in some boards and that over a decade ago, uh, there was this guy Tweet ahead, doing customs and um, statue work and doing his own little design ups and all that. And I'm pretty sure this guy from these boards, has ended up becoming um, this tweet head. So nice. it just goes to show those of you who do custom work and things like that, you know, it's um, mm. that's how these people start and come up, as your guys' interview with Randy Bowen said. So uh, always a good sign of encouragement when someone goes from being amateur to being uh, mainstream.
1: Yeah, There you go. Nice. Mm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Last, for me, is something a bit more traditional, and that is a Black Panther 1-6 scale fine art statue from Cotabacchia. This is the caped version with the gold bits um, on it uh, with a very ornate base that I have a slight issue with, and that is that he's standing on a very you know, ancient Wakandian-looking panther head um, on a a gold base. And then he looks... It looks like, though, it has a piece of fake aquarium plant stuck in it (coughs) that is really killing it for me. It's, like, this really nice statue with a base and then someone's, like, home art project.
1: Um... That do not like fern looking.
2: Yeah, it's you know. like a weird. It's a fern thing, mm. but it's just like it's bright green, and I, I think it, I really don't like it.
1: I wonder if it's um being so fine and the way it sticks out from the side of the base, you wonder whether it's a little, you know, separate accessory that just pops in a hole there, so you would actually have the option of not displaying it.
2: Yeah, and um, when you look at it in the side view, like it's got kind of three pieces to it, and um it actually looks more like it fits in um, on the side, but then mm. from the front, which is the way that you'd be displaying it, it kind of lo- it really does look like, oh, man, someone dropped some of their fake aquarium stuff on my statue. You know, <laughs> I,
0: I hate it when that happens. Well, you know, if you add it if you added more, it'd look better.
1: Well, that's right. Yeah, it probably yeah. needs a bit more sort of um, that, that, what do you call it, the, the one that sort of grows along all the cracks of the stonework and...
2: Moss, ivy, moss. It's like
1: it's covered in ivy or yeah, ivy, yeah, yeah something mm. like that. Yeah. But the panther himself looks absolutely stunning. Oh, that's just, that's a perfect rendition of the Black Panther. I, I really like it.
2: Yeah, I really like it.
1: Mm. And, this um, was one quarter scale. Oh boy.
2: The Bowen, um, there's two different Bowen Black Panther statues there's the just, you know, all black outfit, and then there's this one. And this Bowen version. Um, is pretty dear on the secondary market. So if you were in the market for a kind of Bowen scale, although Cota one six scale doesn't scale perfectly with Bowen, it's a little bit bigger, um, but this could work really nicely. And like you said, the Panther himself is mm. absolutely beautiful. I just find that distracting, that's all. Mm. And that is my news. It. Ends with a aquarium plant. There you
0: go. <laughs> Good work. All right. Well, let's talk about somebody that's angry. And who's the angriest guy we know? John. Leonidas from 300. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> Same thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I frequently walk around in a pair of leather bikini and, you
2: know. Yeah. You know okay. what? I won't judge you for that at all. If you could just stop sending me photos of it, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I uninstalled I un- my Skype video option. <laughs> mm.
0: That was probably smart. <laughs> probably smart.
3: I got some nose ring piercings and went around to visit. <laughs> mm.
0: Mm. Um, anyway, the good people over at Max Factory in their Figma line are producing a Leonidas from 300. And I have to say, he comes with a glaring expression and a shouting expression. And they are definitely those.
1: Oh, my. He's a pretty serious chap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also comes with his cape, like I said, a shield and a sword, um, and his, uh, you know, classic helmet. So, uh, pretty good looking figure, really. Yeah. Um, you know the paint looks like it's well done, and in the description, they actually say uh, both make both of the expressions make use of UV printing for a realistic appearance.
1: So it's meant or, to be based on Jared, but- or, I don't know. Jared Butler?
0: don't I don't know what yeah. UV printing is though mm. I, uh, the, I wish they had a little more explanation there
2: um,
1: so. now, that that cape that's made of cloth is that a little bit too clean for you?
0: No. No, because it's that movie was kind of stylized, so I'm okay with it.
1: Um, I, I'm a
3: really big fan of uh, Figma and the work uh, that they do, so I, uh, this is one I'm definitely going to keep an eye on because I don't really think we've gotten that great uh, 300 Leonidas figure yet, and I think this mm-hmm. could be the one. So uh, definitely be interested to see what it's like in hand.
1: Um, and he's, uh, certainly nicely six inch scale. Anyway, sorry, Scott. In the
2: movie, did he have nipples?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: okay, then why doesn't they're this kind figure? Of missing here? They are yeah. like I mean, you know, not that I was particularly looking out for them, but I just you know when I was looking at photos and I just kind of noticed that like they're um, not there.
3: It's it's a uh, it's it's a nipple and lip thing. Have you ever heard about this in the art? What? Nipples and lips are things that everybody has but when you really go proper detail with them they tend to stand out more on um, like fake bodies and arts and prints and that. Sometimes uh, what people do is they'll leave it off rather than include them even though it's less realistic looking it Weirdly, in your mind's eye, doesn't come across as weird as if they'd done it in the style that it should be. Does that make sense at all? <laughs> well, With that uncanny it, belly. Yeah, it does it, yeah. n- but
0: it's I was not... going to say steroids, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I I have, no... the other way. <laughs> yeah. I have no. Yeah, I I have no vested interest. It's like how
3: the. The He-Man figure has, like, little nipples, but they're not painted nipples. They're just flesh flesh nipples because if you painted your nipples on your He-Man, everyone would be like, oh, he's got nipples.
1: It's already turning into the, the nipple episode.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. the one with the nipples, or without the nipples, actually. Yeah. Nipples.
1: Yeah. Right. Without, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say halfway through production, the uh, Florida Moms got involved. And, oh, dear. Uh, Let,
2: oh, there you go, yeah. Sorry. I just I don't know why I noticed that. It was the it was the last picture on the site that we are looking at, which is just a headshot and chest shot where I was like, hmm. Something is missing. Well,
0: I'm gonna move on. <laughs>
2: fine, fine.
0: Uh, to our friends at K- Kato Baikaya.
2: Come on.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, Kota Bukia has uh, put out a pre-order for Star Wars Episode 7 First Order Stormtrooper Artifacts, but it's a statue two-pack, so um, you get two of the first, first Order Stormtroopers and it sounds like you get a bunch of extra pieces because you get mm. long and short rifles and says you can create up to 12 variant poses So, and they have magnets
1: good. on the bottom of their feet you must be able to swap out their arms, I think. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the tall fellow is pointing his gun up and then he's pointing his gun down, so there must be swap out parts. That's very cool.
0: Yeah. I like it. Mm. I like the storm this, this new Stormtrooper design. But <gasps> Me too. So do
1: I. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've done a great job.
0: But, um, yeah, this is a good uh, – it's pre-order. It's 75 bucks, which isn't too bad for two of those, I don't think, is it?
1: No oh, what's skylab man? Um, well, they're
0: artifacts, so that means they're what like that eight inch nine inch mm.
1: yeah
2: by the time those so. get here, they will be two hundred bucks like the the those artifacts, uh Star Wars statues end up pretty pricey here for some reason um, yeah. yeah the if you look at the the two packs in particular, like a zing you know, you know typical kind of thing the Luke and Leia one. Etc. That's a two pack, and they're they're like two hundred bucks. It's pretty wackadoodle. Hmm. Hmm. Because they're not very big. I mean, I think they're really nice. I think Justin, I know, is um, collecting that line and enjoying it. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and they're they're really nice looking. They're um, you know that artifacts line right across the board. Marvel, DC, Star Wars are doing a great job with it. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. I, I Maybe whenever I decide I'll buy a statue, maybe it'll be an artifact to start with.
2: Who knows? That's a good Who little knows? statue gateway mm. drug.
0: Yeah. John. And I've got something else that's the gateway later that I'm going to talk about, but you'll have to wait and see. Uh-oh. don't want any spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of stormtroopers, because we can never have enough, the folks at Beast Kingdom have yeah. brought more to their egg attack uh, by having a regular stormtrooper and a sandtrooper um, added to their egg attack line. And these are like little, um, if you're not familiar, they're little super deformed uh, versions of characters. So they're like kind of chunkier bodies, oversized heads. Um,
1: um, these are the guys who did the uh, that fantastic Iron Man who's in his flying pose, and they've got the, yeah. the magnets, so he floats above the base.
0: Yeah, that's the same line. I think,
1: Um,
0: and and he comes with like the stormtrooper comes with like looks like two extra sets of hands, so um, (laughs) you get a bunch of hands, and it's crazy because it's deformed, but it's got a lot of detail to it as well. So
1: yeah,
0: um, however, and I don't think these are very big figures. uh, He will one of these will set you back one hundred and twenty four dollars, so they're not cheap. They're they're Japanese import. Um, at least here to the states, they are. Uh, so, so you know they're not not
1: a cheap little cutesy thing that you're just going to go out and buy. Dang, they well, are very nice. Six inches tall apparently. So that yeah. seems expensive. a hunk of plastic. It's expensive though. It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Eddie, are you are you collecting these?
3: Uh, the Egg Attack. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. No. Yeah. they <laughs> they they're, they're just a weird. One of those weird <laughs> sublines that I just avoid
2: one of those weird sublines.
3: For I I I'm I'm bad enough with regular figures. I don't wanna be involved in buying the exact same ones that look like eggs. <laughs> 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 that's okay. just my just that's my <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: well, that's that's reasonable. So uh Ben, why don't you tell us about something Eddie might buy?
1: Coolo, will do. All right, this is a Kickstarter, and I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago uh, that it was coming up, and the guys over at thefush.com have got their own Kickstarter going, and it is for the Articulated Icons, the Feudal series. So, these guys are Obviously they decided to go out and just produce their own action figures, which is pretty darn awesome. Uh, and they're actually starting it off, the Feudal series, What a Surprise, is uh, all about um, Japanese goodness, and basically is ninjas. And so you can get uh, an assortment of ninjas. There's a basic ninja, a deluxe ninja. Uh, you can get them in various colours. Um, the d- deluxe ninjas have an absolute crap tonne. Uh, of extra stuff we're talking multiple heads at least four different heads um multiple weapons and uh, all that sort of stuff really awesome stuff uh including uh what i think is the the winning factor here and that is that all the prices for these figures include postage to anywhere in the world so i was a little hesitant originally when i clicked on the link and then went in and went hey that's pretty awesome. It's not going to cost me anything to ship it internationally, so that is pretty darn cool. And I'm currently working out what I'm going to order. So I usually go a bit all out with these, and then start to whittle it back before I submit my order. But um, these guys—they're um, after 160,000 uh, is their goal. They've already got nearly 300 backers for $61,000, and there's still 25 days to go. As of this recording and yeah i hope this works because that means that um we'll get more in the future and uh, I, I love it i think it looks great
2: lots of um, i
1: wonder how many people go ahead
2: lots of accessories i was just i was going to comment on i think that all the pack-ins extra heads extra hands that's all very cool
1: yeah, and look, you know, there's something for everyone. I mean, I know people who are looking at getting the Red Ninjas to bulk up their Marvel Legends because the original um, Red Ninja is quite hard to find. People are already talking about the White Ninja to use as um, Storm Shadow. I was just uh, et say that. yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they've got some really good um, packs available. So, you know, if you if you want a three-pack of Red Ninjas plus one of the Deluxe Ninjas, et cetera, and, uh, you know, each one shaves a few off so obviously the more you spend the more you save which is really cool so and uh, you can even get these nifty little um sort of modular wall mountable rooftop packs and they all click together and, and look like a traditional japanese roof which you can then pose your figures on because these little foot pegs sticking out and they've also got a bunch of um uh what do you call it uh, uh stretch goals that look really cool with colours and awesome. um, Martial artists and a samurai warlord and a warrior monk and all that sort of stuff.
2: Well, wow, so, that d- that deluxe yeah, ninja set is really awesome. It uh, is. I'm looking it at is, that and yeah. thinking, ooh.
1: Yes, but then do you get white or do you get black or do you get both?
2: <laughs> uh, we well can get. A, you can actually get a two pack. But are they? No, you can. Is it one of each color though?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. There was one. There was yeah a,
2: a, two pack. Um, black and white
1: yep. yes yes because then you, you can also get a basic ninja pack uh three ninja pack with a deluxe ninja as well ah. um, but i mean this is pretty awesome when you, you look at the prices for um these and then you, you include shipping it's actually quite a steal so i think that is fantastic so anyway, we'll probably update that in subsequent weeks and uh hopefully you've clicked on the button all right well moving on to something completely different um at Awesome Company, we know as Bleacher Creature. You know those uh, guys?
2: Yeah, our good friends.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Again? Yeah, oh.
1: you can name all the stuff that they've done. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: Oh, there was right. the, um, thing guys, the thing with the thing. Yeah, and that that's, other thing. Yeah.
1: That's right. Well, look, the, um, the Bleacher give it away that um, these guys have done plush figures of sporting... Um, People, personalities uh, from different sports, including um, football and baseball, etc. But they're now turning their hand to doing plush figures of Marvel characters. Uh, Marvel Universe gets a bit of a go over and we get a whole bunch of new plushes that range from 10 inches to 11 inches. Um, We get Groot, Venom, uh, The Punisher, Rocket Raccoon, Spider-Man and Um, Star-Lord. These guys are only 20 bucks. For a, a ten-inch plush, and uh, yeah, pre-orders available now. I think the Groot looks very cool.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need a Venom thing? plush. I can tell you that right now. That's like a thing
1: of nightmares. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty creepy. Here, baby. These will be out very soon. These are uh, here,
2: baby. Have a have a plush Venom. Ah,
1: <laughs> sucking, sucking on the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this will be out next month, October two thousand fifteen. So, um. Keep an eye out for those. Punisher looks a bit odd with his five o'clock shadow, but yeah. All right. Something out there for everyone. Uh, Moving on to my last bit of news, and uh, a company called Chronicle Collectibles has been bringing out some high end. Pieces in the uh, statue category. I think they did a uh, a RoboCop Ed Two Hundred Nine, which was some huge bucks, quite a, a big statue. Um, and they have their latest pre-order up now, and that is the Terminator Genesis One Quarter Scale Battle Damaged Guardian Statue. And uh, in regular talk, that's Arnie in his latest incarnation from the Terminator Genesis film. Uh, One quarter scale statue. This is mixed media, so he's wearing his coat is actually uh, all material. Which is pretty cool, and he's battle damaged, so you can see the uh, endo skull um, underneath there. Uh, so various swap out bits and pieces. Uh, his right arm swaps out uh, with. Um, he's carrying a gun, and then I think um, if you've seen the movie, those magnetic discs that he used, the rings that he uses later on in the film. No spoilers, please. Um, look, I think the statue looks fine. It looks Looks just like Arnie. Looks like just like Arnie from the movie. There's only one thing about this statue that I don't like. So, what's that? And that's the base. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> I duh. thought I was going
0: to say the price, but...
2: Sorry, know. I wasn't
1: looking. Look at the price, i get to <laughs> <for a second. laughs> um, The base has a lovely name badge right there in the center, Terminator Genesis, because I tell you what, no one would know who that was if they saw him, with the metal skull poking out there from under the uh, damaged flesh. And that typical Arnold visage? No, no way that anyone would get that. Uh, look, this is pretty pricey. This is right up there past sideshow. It's going to cost you six hundred and fifty US uh, dollars. Wow! It's actually out uh, fourth quarter two thousand fifteen, so as early as next month. But um, look, it's pretty awesome. It's uh, thirty five pounds, twenty two inches tall. Uh, it's a big, big piece, and it fits in with their um, endoskeleton that they released. Uh, as well, it's got the same kind of base and it is in scale, so not cheap, very nice, but not for me. No, mm. that's my news, Eddie. Wake up.
3: yep, it's on for me. Uh, <laughs> so starting off with my news. Uh, speaking of '80s franchises uh, that are returning to the cinema, uh, Sony names Mattel as the global master toy license holder uh, for the new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, so this is the Paul Feig movie starring Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones uh, taking on the suits and donning the ecto packs uh, to go out and bust some ghosts. Uh, So it looks like Mattel is going to be uh, licensing and distributing the toys for this, which is something I'm quite interested in. I love diversity on our toy shelves. Uh, So I would quite like to see what it's like having a line of uh, completely female-based action figures uh, on the stands. So uh, I hope that's what we see. I hope they just don't turn out. Um, Ghostbuster Barbie dolls or anything like that. I hope we get oh. a uh, full proper line out of it, even if it's a collector line, um, like sure the other Ghostbuster stuff. But uh, I bet you it's in a, there.
1: a brand new scale that doesn't fit in with their other <laughs> Ghostbuster
0: stuff, yeah, like, or any other thing you own. Mm.
3: <laughs> Just as long, touch wood if they're in pink packaging boxes. I'm gonna scream, i <laughs> bet nuts on that, but uh. Hopefully not. Uh, But speaking of people getting angry, the other news I have comes (laughs) from NECA, and that is the Kratos God of War 3 7-inch Ultimate figure. So this is that line that they've been doing in the uh, window box packagings with the little Velcro window flap where it's sort of the ultimate version of this figure that's a character that's done a couple of times in the past, but this is one where you sort of get everything in the box. Uh, so Kratos here from God of War. Uh, he's the guy kind of looks like a white Drax the Destroyer from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and he yeah. comes with his famous uh, flaming Athena blades. He's off- also got... Um, Nipples. The Cetus uh, <laughs> yeah, gauntlets. Yeah, so I'm, I'm quite terrible mm, with my yeah. Greek pronunciation. And, uh, he, uh, what I quite like about him, he comes with, uh, two different, uh, swappable heads, one with a stern face and one, uh, with a snarling face, but they're actually quite different sculpts. And one of the sculpts is the packaging design. For Kratos, so the things you saw on the posters and the box starts and uh, the uh, teaser uh, trailers and things like that, and one's more based off how he actually looked in the game when you're playing with him and running around uh, with sort of the graphics and having the head shape and all that. So you can kind of display your Kratos in the version that you uh, most remember him there, but it's uh, completely fully articulated as well, which some of the original Kratos figures really didn't have. From NECA. So if you're a God of War fan, uh, I think this is going to be a definite hot pick for you. And my last bit of news comes from our dear friends. Uh, we don't speak about them as much as Bleacher Creature, uh, but <laughs> Funko uh, have announced, uh, I believe this will be their third subscription box, if I'm not mistaken. They've got the Marvel and do they have a regular Funko subscription or is it just the Marvel one? I have no idea. Yeah. For some reason I was thinking they had their own just Funko box one, but I could be mistaken there. Um, But either way, they have the Funko Smuggler's Bounty subscription box service. So this is a Star Wars... Uh, uh, Funko subscription box So for $25 every month Members will receive A box full of Star Wars themed Funko toy items That focus on a different part Of the Star Wars universe The debut box themed The Force Awakens Will ship in November and contain Two exclusive pop vinyl bobbleheads From the upcoming Star Wars The Force Awakens As well as a host of other surprises perfect for fans on both sides of the force the first box design previewed below features the villainous kylo ren in pop form and the death star vertical lines for the first order approved look boxes will ship every 2 months and they are two or more there are oh, and there are 2 member levels are available, a monthly plan and an annual plan that will include a mystery reward. Uh, so if you don't want to miss your chance for that, you go to smugglersbounty.com and sign up for that box. I'm not sure if they have an international option available. I know there were some issues there with the Marvel one that they eventually released. So uh, hopefully they're doing that again here with this one. But if you are a Star Wars Final fan, it seems like if you want to complete your collection, you're gonna to have to sign up for these subscription ones as well.
2: Mm. Mm. I, I'm quite let mm. down by this only because it was written in the script as the Smuggler's Booty subscription box, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, mm. I, and so you,
3: you thought you're getting a pirate theme, Funko.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've well, I don't know. <laughs> what I thought. I that, sure, pirates, that's what I thought. Yeah.
3: That oh. yeah, that, that definitely makes more sense as bounty than yeah, booty. Yeah, Bounty
2: than Booty. And then Yeah, that was my bad. It well no, but you know, you've provided me with endless um fun because when I went to correct it in the script just because we will put this in the um uh, a post um of the of the show that i accidentally clicked into booty right clicked and then google docs invited me to research booty or define booty <laughs> yeah. so I'm amused nothing else really matters <laughs> okay. well that's what we're here for your mm-hmm. amusement I know yep thanks you strong. it's working and you know what
0: i I think we should come back. We'll wrap up the news and come back and amuse you with more name that.
2: <gasps> I will find that very amusing.
0: I'm sure. <laughs>
2: Hi, my name is what? My name is what? My name is, name is, name is My name is what? What? My name is what? What? My name is My name is Excuse me. My name is For
0: one second, my name is Well, we're back once again with an exciting and puzzling installment of our favorite podcast game, Name That. And every week I come on, I play some sounds, you guys guess what they are. And last time I was here we heard a sound that sounded like this: to Inferno Creature
2: with grasping claws and firing jaws.
0: But we can change, too, into
2: any animal we touch.
0: Eddie thinks he knows what it is. So oh, ben I know what Scott, it is. Did, did you have a guess on this one?
1: I didn't. I have no idea.
0: Scott?
2: Dinobots. Oh, close.
0: Actually, that's really close, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Eddie? Yeah? Why don't you tell the people what it is?
3: It is the worst-made Transformers toy line ever, and it is the Animorphs.
0: Okay. (laughs) So, Eddie? Yep. What are Animorphs? Sorry.
3: Animorphs are a line of Transformers figures based off the young adult novels... Uh, called, by the same name, Animorphs that were about teenage kids who could touch animals and then turn into said animal. And the toy line looked horrible. They looked like these David Cronenbergian human-crossed animal creatures that looked like a half animal, half human that turned into a, a more of an animal thing. But if you look them up online, they are just some horrible, horrible sculpts and designs and it's just some nasty, nasty toys.
0: Well, there you <laughs> go. And our friend from the Fan Holes podcast, Derek, Derek W.C., he happened to know what this was before anybody else. And uh, Yay. he went over to the forum and guessed. So, yeah. yeah, good for Derek. And he, was, he was kind of not sure if that's what it was, but he was right. So he got a point. And good I'm job. Sure everybody else would like a chance at a point, so we will play a new sound. Right here.
2: The next batch is on you, bone
3: face. Yeah.
0: And we'll play it one more time just to give everybody a sporting chance.
3: The next batch is on you,
1: bone face. Yeah.
0: Now, Scott, if I thought yes. I knew what that sound was, where would I go?
2: Uh, You would go to afbforum.com and search for the name that thread.
0: And Ben, what would happen if I got it right, my guess right?
1: You would be awarded one very important, highly coveted forum point.
0: Mm -hmm. And Eddie? Yeah. What can I get with those forum points?
1: Uh, You
3: can either get some donuts or an alien slug that inserts itself into your ear.
1: You, ooh,
0: huh.
3: That—that's an Animorphs joke. King. There's, there's like three people laughing their heads off at that right now.
0: <laughs> I see. I, I was thinking Star Trek too, but you know.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> guess, guess Eddie's, Eddie fell flat on that one <laughs>
3: yeah. What an enormous fail It's not my fault Animorphs sucks I'm just um, pissing off the Animorphs fan today There's, yeah. there's going to be this resurgent in the line And I'm just going to be crucified
0: Yeah, next next year there'll be a whole new line Yeah, there'll
3: be amazing. a relaunch movie Please send movie. your
2: complaints to planned banter <laughs>
3: Actually, Hall's podcast is one. Send it to Derek
2: at FanHall. <laughs> yeah, that'd oh, be good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's spread the love around.
0: Yeah, obviously he knows. Um, no spotty anamorph. So, and you know, if all this is just too tough, um, you can come over to tvandfilmtoys.com dot com on Tuesdays and Thursdays and play the picture version. And uh, those are, you go with, fill the form. You guess, you get points, and it's all good. So, hmm. guys. You know, I think we should move on and maybe look at a toy of the week. What do you say?
3: Hurrah. Sounds good. Okay.
0: All right. Here we go. We'll be back after this.
2: The alien invasion has begun, and it's up to the five of us to stop them. Animorphs, Transformers, the evil Viser Three is leader of the Yurks. He can more from evil Vision Three is leader of the Yurks to Inferno Creature.
0: Congrats. Well, it's time once again for one of our favorite feature segments, Toy of the Week. And what we do in this segment is we'll take turns, we'll new toy or figure or statue, and we'll look at it in detail and break it down for you. Might be a new release, might just be something that we've dusted off from our collection. And Eddie, you got the Toy of the Week this week. So there you
3: go. Uh, so my toy of the week this week is the Star Wars Black Series six-inch Kylo Ren. So this is everybody's breakout favorite character from the new movie. uh, That we all have tons of information on, know exactly who he is, what he looks like, Uh, uh, what's going on there. So of course, here's a fantastic choice. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to have uh, So this guy is uh, He's uh, probably been the popular Choice for hunters out there um, Of figures Most people seem to want to pick them up uh, He's the guy uh, For those of you that don't know Who in the trailer has the lightsaber That has the hilt sparks um, Coming out at the bottom For a more medieval Uh, style sword in his lightsaber design and became a bit of a fan favourite off that original trailer and an internet meme Uh, so he's looking like he's going to be the villain of the new movie and people are picking him up like crazy so uh, I thought uh, as the first look at Force Awakens he might be a good choice Uh, so he was released this year 2015 uh, by Hasbro here in Australia Uh, Average retail, you're looking at about $35, unless you're looking at uh, the Mm. Zing Pop Culture Store, which has been the main spot people have actually been able to find these figures, Uh, and they're charging $48 uh, for these Star Wars 6-inch ones. Now, I actually did pick (laughs) up three of mine from Zing. Uh, I was lucky enough that I had some credit there uh, with the store, so uh, I kind of sell that as money already existing. So I worked out to be $20 each for these figures, so I, I didn't mind using my credit on those and just paying um, $20 each per figure uh, then 35 and having to hunt them down elsewhere. But uh, I'd probably recommend other people wait and uh, find them at more reasonable prices as they hit. Uh, In terms of the packaging he comes in, if you've seen a Star Wars uh, Black Series 6-inch, you kind of know the box box design that you're getting here. only difference is the other ones have had sort of a medallion picture and those vertical Death Star lines. This one just has a large uh, black and white uh, drawing of the character in the lower right-hand corner. Apart from that, it's fairly similar. There's a bit more of a sharper red colour on it, Uh, But it's a very nice-looking packaging. I do quite like it because it does stand out quite prominently on the stands, um, particularly if you've got it there on its uh, side. You can spot them nice and easy. And, Ben, you're going to love these because they're numbered as well. So Kylo Ren is a huge number three on the box. It's quite a large, (laughs) prominent number uh, right there. Hooray! Uh, So so very collector-friendly. It's one of the things I do like about this line. Now, I should say I actually collect my Black Series on card. I haven't opened a single um, of my Black Series figure until this toy review. Um, I thought I should open him up and take him out and have a look. So this is the first time I've actually opened one out of this packaging, but because it is collector-friendly, once I'm done, I can slide him right back in. Uh, Now, the sculpt is... Very nice from uh, what I can see. He's 100% brand-new sculpting. Uh, he's got very layered arms. There's all these sort of, uh, ri- um, uh, or what would you call it, sort of uh, lion pattern arm sculpts, uh, which hides the joints of his arms quite well in. Uh, they blend in there quite easily Uh, it's hard to tell what lines are joint and what line um, is just the rest of his arm so that's there and covered quite nicely Uh, he's got uh, fairly basic black legs Uh, he's got a plastic skirt around the black legs and then over the top of his main body he has uh, some mixed media it's a cloth uh, cape that he's wearing and I actually really like the material Uh, on this uh, cloth um, sort of cape tunic that he's got on. It's a kind of padded and dotted uh, design. It's almost uh, like a Chuck's cloth that you'd clean your dishes with. Uh, It's it's slightly thicker, but it seems to hold quite well and definitely gives him a very uh, sort of uh, medieval quilted look and feel to it now he's got a bit of a cloak on his shoulder that's uh hanging a bit off to the side and this is actually sculpted plastic uh which works quite well uh there and um, definitely holds its design and uh, keeps it looking well that if this was proper cloth that uh wouldn't be able to keep its shape in such a way so i'm glad they went uh, the hard plastic there and then his hood is a material piece but it actually does hold the shape fairly well. This is usually where I hate uh, the mixed media is when they get to the top of the cloak on the hood generally doesn't sit too well and it's not perfect, but they have managed to get sort of the curves uh, down around the chin area where it would sort of be sitting and hanging down for the most part, but um, a fairly good effort, not quite there yet, but um, slowly there. And he's got a nice uh, head sculpt here. Now, Minor spoilers, um, his head sculpt, he's got a bit of a face mask, uh, some silver lining around like a goggle look, and, and he's got an uh, almost Darth Vader helmet uh, underneath the cloak there as it comes back uh, to the side. Uh, now, the mask is actually removable on him and there's a interesting face underneath the mask uh, there and that actual section's not true. I just said that so other Star Wars fans ran out and picked up the figure and had a look underneath it to see if his mask came off and they missed it.
0: Oh my god, I, w- I uh, was going to ask you that at the end.
3: Yeah, it's, a, it's a, just that it's a Solid hard piece. I just wanted to mess <laughs> with uh, Star Wars fans, uh, <laughs> desperate out there for spoilers for a second. Uh, but yeah, solid um, hard plastic. So no spoilers yet on who's actually here under the mask, and he's also got a uh, hard plastic. Um, here that holds the cloak in place It's non-removable uh, If you were to uh, cut this belt Or take it off It would uh, probably uh, would Have a lot of trouble getting it back on And uh, positioning his cloak properly So I wouldn't recommend that Now unfortunately on mine He does have this lovely silver belt buckle On his belt uh, That appears to be glued on And just to the right On mine I have a horrible glue mark uh, that's come in and really sort of shows up and almost looks like he's got a big scratch uh, there on his belt, like someone's dug their fingernail down into his belt. So I might try and clean that up, or if I can find another one for cheap, replace it, because it's one of those things, I've seen it, I can't unsee it uh, here on the figure. Uh, articulation, he's got uh, over 32 points of articulation, so he's got ball-jointed head, shoulders, uh, uh, elbows, ball jointed, uh, wrists. Now I do quite like his wrist, uh, does have the swivel joint there as well in the ball. So you can actually get him holding the lightsaber like he does, uh, in that original teaser trailer, which is quite nice. Uh, he's got a swivel cut at the right waist, uh, ball joints at the hips, Uh, double knee joints and uh, the ankle joints with the uh, Warner ankle pivot. So you can get him in some nice uh, spread leg pose. So for a figure that's very uh, covered up in a cloak, you can actually get some great deal of uh, movement and posability out of him, which I'm quite happy with. That's something uh, that's usually a bit of a concern with me. If uh, a guy's got uh, very heavy cloaks on him, which he might have been, if it was just all sculpted uh, hard plastic cloaks Uh, and accessories, uh, he doesn't come with a lot. He comes with his lightsaber. Uh, So this is the lightsaber that has the hilt uh, beams coming off it. Uh, It's slightly different from other lightsabers. It appears to be far more crackly uh, in the actual blade design. It's not a smooth, Straight line, it does sort of have jarring parts coming out of it, like it's a bit of a flame. But, and his uh, actual hilt is very reminiscent of the Darth Vader lightsaber. Uh, But one thing I was was quite happy to say, I I wasn't expecting this the blade does actually come out of the hilt. uh, So you can hold him, have him just holding the hilt of the lightsaber by itself. And then you can put the blade in. And it's actually kind of clever the way that they've done it. There's a bit of beam coming off the top blade that connects with the blades coming out the side. Uh, So it kind of gives it a bit of a Y shape up there. Uh, And then when you plug it in to the base of the hilt, there's two little points that also connect with the side parts to make the hilt uh, kind of coming out now. Uh, it does kind of give the effect of a bit of an extra burst coming over the top of it that might not be 100% uh, film accurate, but I do like the idea of uh, the removable blade uh, coming out of the hilt there. Uh, So for the most part, I'm actually very happy with this figure. I don't have a lot to compare him against uh, film-wise, being as we really haven't seen the film and we really haven't seen too much of this character in particular. Uh, but as of the moment, I'd probably be giving him uh, maybe $9 uh, out of 10 i So, uh, look, if you can find him and you're a Star Wars Black Series fan, I'd recommend picking him up. Um, once again, I wouldn't recommend paying the scalper prices, but if you can get him at retail, um, I think uh, there's a definite reason why he's uh, the hot choice out of the wave at the moment.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: I, I just wonder if he's going to end up being like Darth Maul and only in the film for fifteen minutes.
3: A little bit. It's it's always a uh, a risk to play, but uh, Darth is still cool even to this day, and even with people's thoughts on the prequel, you can't you can't hate Darth Maul.
0: Maybe Kylo Ren is Darth Maul.
3: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, spoilers: dun, dun, dun. Clone Wars. Darth Maul is around. He didn't die.
0: <laughs> right. Canon.
3: Old spoilers. Is it Anymore? Yeah. Yeah, Darth Maul's, Darth Maul's alive, according to the Disney canon. Oh, because, so could be.
0: because Rebels is, or the Clone Wars is in there, isn't it?
3: Yeah. My, my weird crackpot theory is uh, the white general in uh, the Death Star briefing room, uh, Yola Ren. I think there might be a connection there with the Wren name, with Yolaren because he he was in a lot of Clone Wars uh, with Vader and apparently there's a connection to Vader here but that's just my own personal crackpot uh, choice Wow There you go
0: Yeah, (laughs) Interesting
3: And speaking of being obsessed with things like uh, Kylo Ren's meant to be obsessed with Vader, how about uh, we jump on to some Feeding the Addiction
0: Okay, we can do that Yay Yahoo, it's me, Beetlejuice, Joe Adam.
2: Check out my great new house, the Vanishing Wall. Scary. Eat so separately. Just lie down inside and say, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Even smile, I'm scary. Ooh. ah! Now, back to normal. Beetlejuice. Like it? Makes my head spin. Speaking of spins, let's take one of my awesome Phantom Flyer. A real scaring wheels. Great for on the ground or in the air. Fries. Nice. Pop wheelies. Ah! Give also a lift. Am I the ghost with the most or what?
0: Well, we're all here because, you know, we pick up stuff and we collect it and we say, oh, this is my little precious. And, you know, we call this section Feeding the Addiction because it's time where we kind of step back and say, this is what I got. And uh, Ben, what have you got?
1: Well, I have a big box of Star Wars that I got this week. Thanks to FedEx. uh, Four day delivery. Very impressed. And uh, it's Han and chewy, and I'll talk about them a bit more later.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, I can't wait. Spoilers are ahead, though. <laughs> oh, I guess if you heard in the intro.
2: Yeah, not really. But if you skipped
0: ahead, ahead and didn't listen, listen to the intro, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. So, Scott, How about you?
2: Um, I got the same box of Star Wars. Well, not the exact same. We don't have to share, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, and I also, this week, uh, got the Bishojo Marvel Spider-Woman um, that I didn't pick up at the time because I was not enamored with the pose because um, it's the one where she's kind of, like, squatting. Um, I'm, I might have called it the doing the spider dump pose. Um, yes, you did. Yeah. But um, I am really enjoying that line. She's been sitting at one of my local haunts for ages, waiting to be purchased. And so today, for the sake of completism, I did it.
0: Well, you <laughs> said it incorrectly. Yeah, what? It's Bishow, Show. <laughs> Bishow <Show.
2: laughs> Yeah, I got it. It was from the same guy, actually. And uh, it was really funny because I said, oh, can I get the Bishow Show Spider-Woman? And he just went, oh, What? And I said the spider woman? You went, Oh, okay. So it's obviously very fit he's probably there going, There's that jackass that doesn't know how to pronounce Bishoujo again. Um so, <laughs> Bishau it magneto. Bishaujo, yeah, sorry. So I can't even I can't even mispronounce it when I want to. Um so kind of very cute. But hey, he's a magneto. nice guy. Magneto. Can I get the magneto
3: Bishaujo? <laughs>
2: Bishaujo, thank you. Magneto Bishaujo.
0: Bishaujo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that that was all I got though. Okay.
0: <laughs> I guess we gotta ask him, Eddie. Yeah. What did you asking? get?
3: What did I get? I got a lot. So I had my Hulkbuster and Rhino Marvel Legend wave uh, arrive uh, thanks to a lovely friend of the show, Mike S. at Mike's Comics and Stuff, Uh, similar to Ben's story. It's always fun to open up those big boxes. I put the builder figures together and play around and look at all the uh, different parts and things that come through. So very nice and very Christmas-like. Uh, and uh, as mentioned, I got my black series from the new Force Awakens. Uh, films so unlike uh, everyone on the podcast last week I have no problem spending my hard-earned money on figures of characters that I have no idea who they are what they're going to be any importance to the film you're talking to a guy who picked up a Jar Jar Binks figure uh, the same day that he walked into the cinema to actually watch episode one so uh, it can't be worse than that can it, so no, I'm going to keep buying I bought, uh, I
0: bought a Jar Jar two weeks before the film came out <laughs>
3: oh yeah <Wow. laughs> That's uh, I still claim it was a good figure, that Jar Jar Binks is a good figure his paint apps on those arms are fantastic, say what you will about the character in the film, the Jar Jar episode one figure is probably one of the best of that line uh, but more about me and what I got uh, I also uh, signed up and got the Mondo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Leonardo 12 uh, uh, inch figure uh, so definitely looking forward to that coming out and seeing what Mundo does in the action figure world and I got my Masters of the Universe Classics uh, box in that had Evil Seed Mara from New Adventures uh, the worst variant of the line Buzzsaw Hordak who looks exactly like the regular Hordak just has a buzzsaw that comes out of his chest but for the sake of completing does, the original line, do,
0: does, he, does he say his Eddie? Well, oh, sorry, I'd like to, does he say Eddie? I'd like to play a game. <laughs> oh, Buzz saw, not jigsaw. Oh. It's Buzz
3: <laughs> it's to infinity, hmm. into Internia and beyond. Uh, and I also got probably one of my favourite things that I've gotten uh from Master of the Universe, and that's the 2000x heads pack. So it was just a. Figure pack with a whole bunch of different heads in it to swap out the original heads from, uh, which most of which are improvements on it. Uh, the grizzler head was not as great. The fur was a little bit different to his original fur. It's a bit lighter colour and it's all sticky upy from how it was in the box. So he looks like a bit of a troll doll at the moment. But the snout spout head is fantastic and has completely changed that figure and uh, made him look incredible so uh if you didn't sign up for the 2000 and x uh sub uh, i do highly recommend tracking down that head pack because it does uh, add some greatness to figures there
0: and you were worried you weren't going to get it
3: yeah they, this was the set that i had all that trouble with and uh, was waking up at 2 a.m to send emails to uh digital river so it's all done so and they've actually arrived in hand, so I, I wasn't really trusting it until I got it, but uh, it seems to have worked.
0: See, I do pay attention when Eddie's talking.
3: Oh, thank <laughs> you. It's because I'm loud. <laughs> well,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and,
3: and, and what about you, John? I, How did you go this week?
0: I got something interesting this week, because I've been listening to our friend Derek over at vanhalls and and... Um, They have a thing called mobile suit Mondays where they talk about Gundam and they've been doing episode by episode kind of show on, uh, what is it? Gundam build fighters. And I finally, they had about two episodes left in the series and I was like, I'm going to watch one of those. And I really liked it. So I watched another one and then pretty soon I'd watched the whole series. And now I've started the second series and, um, I got kind of excited and I had, because she has the prime account, I had Mrs. Nerd order me a Gundam model kit and it's from one of those series. So, um, I am going to apparently build a Gundam at some point here (coughs) in the near future. And I, I opened the box and I, I realized two things. One, it was smaller than I thought it was. And two, there are a lot of tiny little parts in there. A lot of them.
2: A lot of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because you kind of get an idea. and You go, oh, it's probably about this big and it probably has this many pieces and it'll be, you know, easy. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't know about this. <laughs> 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 so. Well. Wow. Uh, that might be a while before I, I finally come back on the show and go, okay, I, I finished it finally. But it's got all sorts of guns and stuff on it, so it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited to see because it's more of a. They call them model kits, but it's more of a, you know, build an action figure kind of thing because it's still articulated and that kind of thing. Um, It's molded in color. And I've got people on the side giving me advice on on how to do some things. So hopefully um, I'll get started on that here in the near future. Hmm. It does not help that the uh, instructions are all in Japanese.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that would be a little bit of a challenge, I reckon.
0: Well, I, I found a, a website that, that, you know, tells you what most of the symbols are because the, the pictures are pretty good. But there's a couple of the symbols I had to ask somebody. I was like, what What, what does that symbol mean? Because I don't really understand what they're trying to tell me to do here. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm not disappointed. Hmm. I'm a little terrified at starting it, but I'll get there.
2: <laughs> we believe in you. You can, you, you can do it.
0: Well, you know, that's part of it. I was like, well, I've done model kits before, and I have a degree in engineering. I'm sure this will be a piece of cake. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> because, you know, how they, they, they rank model kits in levels one, two, three, five, I don't know. Um, this is a level three kit, and, you know, I had been looking at some level two kits, but I really liked the design on this one. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I got an engineering degree. I can do this. I'll, I'll just get that one because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that in retrospect, that may not have been the wisest choice, but... Yeah, go big or go home. Amen. <laughs> <Hey>, <laughs> so, well, if uh, nobody else has anything new, I think it's time to award another red card to someone or something or maybe something else in the toy universe. What is this, Bizarro World? Well, red card is our chance to poke fun at the what the fuck moments in our hobby. Be they unusual announcements, a complete fail of an action figure, or worse. And Eddie's got a penalty that he's going to be handing out with, with great vigor this week. So, Eddie, vigor away.
3: Uh, so, my vigor this week it comes from uh, Bandai's uh, model kits uh, for the Star Wars license. Uh, now, it's not particularly. Bandai themselves. They're producing uh, these model kits to sell. Uh, Now, a lot of people went after Bandai products who used the website Hobby Link Japan as a good way to purchase Bandai products in the West. Uh, But their license does have some stipulations with it, and one of those is actually being enforced, and that's uh, not being able to sell the Star Wars hobby kits internationally. Uh, so they have been given a bit of a time frame to do this. It's as of the 20th of September, so uh, around the time uh, that this episode's being released, that'll be uh, getting closed off, and uh, you'll uh, no longer be able to purchase these model kits uh, from directly from Japan. You'll need to get it from a local uh, distributor if the local distributors pick it up which is part of the deal and all this that go on with toy negotiations and contract and all that. Uh, But it is a bit of a shame when you're dealing with such a niche collector market, as we've talked about at length on this episode already. Uh, Some of this Star Wars collector stuff has been very hard to track down already. Uh, So if it's not appearing in your area, then you're out of a lot of luck if you then can't import it Uh, from other places now at the moment it seems to really be affecting the bandai star wars model line Uh, but uh, there is fear that this is going to extend across the board with bandai's uh, line of star wars products in the near future Uh, so if you're collecting uh, the figure arts for example uh, they may stop being able to be purchased uh, through Hobby Link uh, Japan. Now, that's not confirmed at the moment. This is just speculation. Don't uh, start panicking yet. Uh, but there is a bit of fear going on with this in Collector move. So, Scotty, I know you've picked up a few of these Star Wars items uh, there before. How are you feeling about this?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the harder it is to um, access things, the... Uh, less likely people are to actually buy them, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a concern. Particularly, I mean, at the moment in Australia, I think we have a unique issue, which is the dollar being so low makes everything hard, <laughs> um, and so mm-hmm. anything that makes it harder right now is just not a good thing.
3: And uh, th- this is another interesting point. Now, I myself haven't used Hobby Link Japan yet, so I'm not 100% with how it works. Uh, but the Australian dollar is actually quite strong um, against uh, the yen in comparison to other markets. So I would imagine if you're an Australian collector looking to purchase a Japanese item, at the moment you're far better off purchasing it directly from Japan than yeah, you are getting it from a- retail uh in the state so any sort of lockout here is greatly affects um those of us here in australia that are looking to buy japanese yep. um, products and it's going to significantly raise the cost there as well
2: absolutely yeah i mean
0: the, the kind of bad thing about this all is you know if something like that happens i mean everybody's excited for a lot of that bandai stuff um you know the the, the feudal japanese versions and the figure arts and model kits um because they've been putting out stuff that's been really good and it's been new um you know that the the american uh, companies probably haven't put out quite as nice a a version of so um you know it's going to force a lot of collectors i think to go back to that
2: yeah i think it speaks to a wider issue outside of toys that um we're still grappling with in this era of globalization which is like you know regional um rights to things that um you right. know e- things like uh books you know same thing like you know publishers like just cuz you a, a publisher um it's been published you know somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that you can access it through that same publisher in another country. like you know I read a lot of ebooks, etc and it's really frustrating when I can't buy a ebook in the Australian Kindle store because you know obviously the there's not rights to it etc. and you know I think that there's so many the internet blurs all those lines and then it's really weird when you come across them like this. it's pretty frustrating.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I remember this happening once before with the Bandai Thundercats license a few years ago, and um, we all kind of know how that worked out, not being able to distribute those <laughs> figures around.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, internationally, indirect. They ended up with warehouse upon warehouse full and had to clear them all off um, at a drastically reduced rates. So, yeah. Um, it's it's not the greatest of model and look i'm sure bandai is not happy about this because potentially it means less product of theirs moving but uh always a weird thing uh hopefully uh this is just an isolated case it doesn't expand too much further and definitely hopefully this doesn't move across to other brands and other companies and other ones uh, out there so uh here's hoping for a a much larger collector community rather than more isolated uh, things going on.
0: Yep. My, I think that's very true. And Eddie, please keep an yep. eye on us for the, like keep an eye on this for us. You will be our man on the spot. Oh, well. <laughs> for future developments. And I think uh, Disney marketing and licensing, I think you get our uh, probably red card this week and you can hang that on your, your wall of shame um, along with severally, sternly written letters from me over the years. Um, And And Walt's head. Yeah. And after um, that, I think, you know, we better come back and come to our main discussion topic of this week because it's going to be pretty exciting.
1: Who knows what evil
0: lurks in the hearts of men? Khan calls on his fiendish friend Dr. Makino. But Ninja Shadow with blazing eyes has the power to stop them. Makino and Khan take off. Ninja Shadow chases them in his mirage. Each sold separately. Will they get away? Who knows? The Shadow knows. Now you can get a free Shadow Agents ring.
2: It changes.
0: Just like in the movie. Send in two proofs of purchase from any Shadow
1: toys for your free Shadow hologram ring. Wow. The Shadow knows.
0: Well, it's time once again for a fascinating at another toy, it's not really a toy of the week because uh, Scott and Ben are going to work together to break this one down. And um, Scott, why don't you lead the way?
2: Thank you. I always get a little bit alarmed about toy breakdowns because I'm like, I, I don't want to break uh, down my toy. I like my toy. <laughs> I want to keep it all in one piece. Thank you. But the 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 idea is that you know this is a bit more in depth than toy of the week. Uh, the Star Wars Hot Toys license is something that uh, Ben and I have both been excited about and enjoying collecting, and we've had uh, some stormtroopers um, so far, um, but probably the the first uh, really big names, really big show it sounds like, really big names um, um, that have been released in this line are two of the lead characters, Han Solo and Chewbacca, and they are available, um, from Hot Toys in either, uh, individually or as a two pack. And Ben and I this week both received our two packs and we were texting each other about when they arrived. And Ben, uh, sent me a text. <laughs> I was at work saying just got mine. And I hadn't actually checked the tracking. I didn't realize it was coming that day. And so then, of course, for the next two and a half hours, I was totally distracted. Wait, cause I get my, <laughs> my sideshow stuff gets delivered from at work. And so it's like, hmm. And then I heard someone say, is there a Scott Anderson here? And I was like, Oh, me, me, that's me. <laughs> and, uh, thank Hurrah. goodness. Yeah. Now getting my stuff delivered at work is a bit of a funny story because, um, you know, I work in a software company with a bunch of people that are pretty familiar with the properties, et cetera. And they know I'm a collector and they're often, often when I've had things like, you know, premium format statues arrive, whatever. So they're like, oh, j- just open it up and give us a look. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, no, that will not be happening. I'm not going to open my Superman premium format statue here because I'll never get it back in. And also, if it breaks, I don't want you, you guys to see me cry. Um, the, but the start this one i did actually i didn't take them out of the package or anything but i did open up the window boxes they could see and they were suitably impressed um so and ben you got yours on the same day as me didn't you
1: i did indeed and got mine not early in the morning and was uh, actually quite surprised by the size of the box i just uh, i'm so used to getting these gigantic boxes and Mm. uh, i think after I got the, the and Rage of the Undying and the, uh, the Lobo premium format statue from Sideshow, this, um, FedEx man turned up and just handed me this little box with one hand. And I was, I was quite surprised yeah. at, uh, at how small it is. But, uh, yeah, much goodness within.
2: Yeah. Actually, it's funny you're going to say that because that was my reaction as well. I, um, being a two pack, um, I thought it might have been a bit of a bigger box. I don't, don't mind at all. Like, yay, storage, yay, cheaper shipping, you know, et cetera. Um, mm, but mm. it is, uh, um, you know, hot toys, I think does a great job with the packaging in terms of multiple trays, et cetera. Um, but it is a uh, fairly standard. Um, it, I think one thing that's interesting is that the packaging of this, um, out externally is not that different from sideshow's Star Wars six, uh, six, one six scale packaging. Um, black, oh, okay. you know, like, I, I think that's quite, um, interesting that, you know, black with mm. photos of the figures on the front, um, which is, it's pretty similar to yeah. sideshow stuff. Like with my Luke, I've got my Luke, um, Hoth Luke here, and it's not exactly the same, but, uh, they certainly haven't, you know, gone out of their way to do anything terribly different um but it, it mm. is uh when you take off the first lid then you've got some uh, more interesting artwork um inside that is still the um figures but then it's got some other bits and pieces on it which is a bit more interesting
1: and what, what purpose do you think that serves? So you've got this, this box with, a, you know, the cover that sits over the top. And I have to say, first up, I was actually quite surprised that it came in one box. Like, this is the, yeah. the set of of Han and Chewy. Uh, and, and, you know, I've never bought... You know, multiple Hot Toys figures in, in one go. So I was quite surprised that they were actually in one sort of collector's box. I just assumed that I was getting the two separate figures, uh, jammed in another box together. So, you know, that was a really nice surprise to get them together. But, um, yeah, look, the, the box is nice and you, you, you take off that top lid. You, you sort of lay it flat and, and take the, the top lid off. But then that sort of second piece of artwork that you mentioned, it's like, um, it's like a cardboard, uh, it's like a, a U-shaped thing, you know, that sits over the top. Is that to protect the plastic trays, do you think, to stop them from getting scratched or something? Like, what's what's the uh, purpose?
2: I'm not sure. I, th- I think probably that it does stop the plastic, that top layer of the plastic tray from getting rubbed. Um, and, mm. uh, yeah, and it is a fairly standard um, Sideshow Hot Toys thing. Um, yeah so and I guess it's just a bit of extra art as well it's certainly to me it's a thousand times more interesting looking than the um outside of the box actually um so yeah, you know, I think just in terms of artwork et cetera I like this a lot better um but then yeah. what, once you take that off, you have. A double story tray inside. Um, the top level has got the figures and hands, etc. Um, and then the bottom level has uh bases and other pieces. Um with the Hot Toys two packs, um like you said, they uh, they they do come together and this is similar to the um, Hulk and Bruce Banner set I reviewed a while ago in that you can buy those separately, but when you buy them together, they come together. Um, same with the Rocket and Groot set that's out at the moment. Um, and the thing mm. about this set is that the set always has something exclusive to it, which we'll get to later on. So this set has a couple of things that you won't get in either single pack uh, version if you buy them mm. separately. Um, it's, it's very, all very neatly packed. Always, uh, quite an exercise to get the various levels of the trays off. Um, yeah, man, (laughs) those things
1: are a nightmare. Like, I, they they were, they're impregnable. I don't know whether there's, like, seriously, I actually got to the point where I was getting so frustrated that I was just ready to just give it, you know, yank it with all my strength and accept the consequences because, as I was pulling, I think the top tray, which is more than a basic sort of lid that stops stuff moving around, comes off reasonably easily. But then when you've got to take that middle tray, which is the one that actually supports hand and Chewy, you've got to lift that off in order to get to the accessories underneath. It was like it was vacuum seal or something. Like I was yanking at this thing. I, I don't know. There's, there's got to be a better way. I mean, it was, you know, immensely difficult for me to get that bottom tray out, but yeah. maybe I'm just doing it wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Patience and, patience and, um, uh, lots of patience is the, the word. Um, one thing, one thing right away that I noticed, um, with this was that, uh, Chewbacca, n- nothing looks great with the, um, big plastic tray over them, but usually you can get a feel for it. Um, but Chewbacca really looks like, you know, a funky, like, oh, someone sent me a piece of old carpet, um, in my, <laughs> inside the tray. Um, but, but there's lots of ways to make him look better, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, and then you take that top tray off, and on the top level, you've got the Han and Chewie figures. You have, um, the extra hands, and we'll talk about them individually, obviously. Um, and, uh, just a couple of weapons and other weird odds and ends, and also, um, their little headset accessories. Um and then in the bottom tray you've got the uh bases which are now I would call them the standard Hot Choice Star Wars kind of vent bases. And grill. Um, yeah, grill things, which um I've said before I don't really like. Um the only thing I'd say about them is that now that I've got a couple, like I've got my star my stormtrooper here as well, is that I suppose that once you have a set But you know, once you kind of add to it, then it probably will make them a bit more of a cohesive display. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, but one thing I find really kind of odd about these is that um, under the grill, they've they've got like a white cardboard thing, Mm -hmm. and so which to me kind of makes it look really weird. It's not. I'd rather it be black, or because it doesn't really look like. They're standing over a grill. It looks like they're standing on a pl- piece of plastic with white cardboard underneath it.
1: Mm, mm I don't
2: know if you can take that
1: apart. And yeah, I, I don't tend to use the stand myself. I, I try to get them to freestand whenever I can. Oh, sure, yeah, for sure.
2: For sure. Um, so will we talk about Han first?
1: Yeah, look, I um, I went straight for Han um, uh, as soon as I got that top tray off. um. When these guys were solicited, I wasn't completely sold on on Han's portrait. Um, but I think Harrison Ford just has one of those visages that is just very, very difficult to capture. Uh, I don't own uh, a great deal of um, uh, Han solo or Indiana Jones high end merchandise simply because you know every time it gets solicited i just I'm just not quite feeling you know I've actually captured. Harrison Ford as, uh, as well as they can. Um, I, I think the original Indiana Jones figure from Hot Toys is probably the best that I've ever seen. But, um, look, once you actually get him in hand and, and you're holding him, um, he grows on you really quickly for me. Uh, I found, um, I, I was really enjoying having the figure, uh, holding it and, you, you know, you lift him out and he's got some heft to it. Um, yeah. and that's a, a bit of foreshadowing for when we get to the other guy. Um, <laughs> and so look, I was, I was quite happy with, you know, the, the, feel and feeling, moving him around and uh, immediately I started switching out the hands uh, one thing I noticed which was really quite odd is um, he, he comes with the relaxed hands um, out of the box so that just sort of the open hands and I thought well you know that's kind of pointless for me I want to get that um, the you know pistol and his blaster holding hand uh, up and running so uh, i popped off the the right hand quite easily replaced it with the one ready to hold the blaster um got the blaster into his hand and was very very impressed with um how nicely it sat like it really does look quite comfortable the finger yep. sits on the trigger yep. really really well um so look that was great but then i took the relaxed hand and went to put it in the slot where the blaster holding hand came from and it doesn't fit <laughs> And I thought, well, that's really odd. And then I kind of realized that this is just a, an oversight. The, um, you know, the, the hole that that blaster hand came out of is not big enough to hold the relaxed hand. So you basically end up with this hand and nowhere to put it. So then you've got to kind of either, you know, stick it in the, the, the pit where, you know, himself is, um, and that's where it currently is at the moment. So I thought that was a, a little bit odd. Um, but yeah. Yeah, look, other than that, my, my first impressions were pretty good.
2: Yep. One thing that has always confused me about uh, one of the differences between Star Wars and uh, pfft, one of the differences between Hot Toys and Sideshow, 1-6 scale, is that um, with the swap-out hands and um, Han comes with uh, two sets of flesh colour hands, the relaxed hands and the gun holding hands, and then three sets of hands with the gloves. Um, and, mm. you know, so quite, quite a few swap out options. Um, and if you get a sideshow piece, each hand has its own peg in it. So there's a yeah. peg in the hand and you pop it into the wrist. Whereas Hot Toys hands don't come like that. They come with a couple of sets of pegs. So one in and then you get another spare set. Um but I find mm. that often quite a pain because if the um peg stays in the wrist, cool, easy to swap. But once it pops out like if it pops out and it's stuck in the hand, it can be quite a pain to yeah. actually Get it out. So I don't know why they do it that way. Um, but it's something that yeah. always bugs me. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, it makes
1: you yeah. nervous too.
2: Yeah, oh, well, I mean, like with my Chewy, as soon as I swapped out hands, I dropped the little black peg. And then I'm there, like ah, I don't have very many of these. Where's the dog? <laughs> like yes. just um, yeah. You know, so um, yeah, I was really happy with the likeness too. Um, there's an odd thing with this figure. With while well, we're talking about the head, um, which is that uh, it comes with a swap out, <laughs> swap out hair um to pay yeah to pay and i got to say i'm pretty slow i did not immediately work out what this <laughs> what this was for i i'm looking at it i'm thinking this looks like exactly the same hairstyle why does he have another hair yeah, da, da. Yeah. but it's actually uh to put the headset on um and mm. so it's got little creases in it to make the headset actually fit but then i don't know i think i kind of i i don't think that was necessary um because then it means the hair is a separate piece and once you know it it's actually quite noticeable (laughs) like
1: i don't know i just yeah like i I popped mine off yeah yeah i popped mine off fairly easily and uh, sort of put the other one on just to see how it looked and then when i put the original toupee back on i was looking at it and going well, those seams as big as they <laughs> were before, exactly. And so I'm pressing down on the top of his head, trying to really fit this thing as closely as I can, and going, you know, come on, there's, there's got to be some more give there. I've got to get it a bit closer. And so then I'm sitting, I'm looking at it, going, no, now I can see this, this like this fine black line, you exactly. know, where the um, where the the separate piece meets the actual head. And look, I'm sure it's just me, and and I didn't notice it before, and I've managed to work it pretty closely, but um. Yeah, look, I, I I don't know. I think it's a bit of an odd one too, and yeah. I certainly could have done without it. Totally, um, the his
2: costume's great. I think um, the, uh, the one thing that I'll talk more about when we get to Chewy is that both of these each figure comes with an instruction booklet, and one of the items in the Han Solo booklet is styling the collar, um, <laughs> so you actually get you know options for. How you can make the collar look, um, you know, different, different angles, I guess, if you want to, but I was satisfied with the styling mm-hmm. of the collar out of the box, personally. Um,
1: yeah, I decided to have a bit of a play with it to see what I could get it to do, and I have to admit, it's not like I, you know, got it into a multitude of different poses, but I okay. thought, um, he's got to be the first action figure I own with a uh, posable collar.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> so um joints on my mine are quite stiff um as i was posing Mm, him i really noticed that that they took a lot of uh, i think the costume is pretty tight it's part of it but then definitely um quite stiff joints which is not a big deal but i certainly did notice it
1: yeah Uh, and i'm quite happy with that i'd rather that than the opposite oh yeah for Um, sure but i I moved mine around quite easily i I think it wasn't too bad um I guess a couple of things that I noticed. Look, I was looking at his outfit and uh, I was quite happy with it, the way the vest sits. Um, the belt is actually a real piece of artwork. They've done a fantastic job on that. There's so much detail going on with his, um, not his, the, the belt of his pants, but his actual, um, blaster, uh, belt and holster. There's lots of little, um, you know, spare ammo packs and all that sort of thing. And there's some space on, um, the hip. To put his um, uh, uh, walkie-talkie thingy, um, so I was really impressed with that. And then I kept going down, kept going down, and then I got to these gigantic pirate boots. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't quite know what's happened there. And uh, the, the the boots are fine, but they're they start at the you know up at the knees, and they're quite large. But then all of a sudden, they just go in really tight as it gets towards his ankle. Uh, yeah. They're not sitting flush at all. Yeah. This is not the sort of thing that, you know, if you were buying, you know, Italian, handmade Italian boots that you would um, put up with uh, quite odd. Um, and then, you know, I, I was looking at it going, now that I've seen them, they look really peculiar and it's throwing off um, the aesthetics of the figure. And, you know, that's when you've got to sort of stop and go, wow. Wow. <sighs> how much critique do you actually give this? I mean, this isn't a miniaturized, you know, Harrison Ford. This is a, you know, a one-sixth scale dolly. Um, you know, are my expectations too high? Um, you know, because we've seen such amazing stuff from hot toys in the past, uh, am I expecting absolute perfection? Um, you know, then for the the price that they're charging, and I don't know. It, um, yeah, but now I just can't look at it up without seeing those boots.
2: Oh, look, I agree with you, they are not great. Um if you look through my photos, I did some poses with um like kind of kneeling, shooting that sort of thing, and it's actually really noticeable because it makes his ankles look really skinny um because of the way that they mm. bend. So I I don't they're not great for sure. Um I I'm not quite sure what could have been done differently but there's something about the the construction of them that just makes them look really average around the ankles um particularly if he's mm-hmm. like once you've posed him a bit once you've moved the feet around a bit then they as you said they're all caved in um and you've got to kind of straighten them out to get them looking normal again yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the one yeah. one fail on this figure for me. The like you said, the belt is oh. amazing. So much detail. Um love love it.
1: Yeah, I I look everything else was fine for me. There was one other thing I thought was a bit awkward and uh that is that I can't get his blaster into the holster fully. Um if you know Hans blaster, he's got that scope on the the outside edge and uh where the, the scope joins the side of the blaster, you know, the little attachment thing, that actually gets in the way as you start to push the blaster down into the holster and it just doesn't go far enough to sit comfortably. And I thought, is that actually how it's meant to sit? And then I, I did a bit of a Googling to have a bit of a look and, um, you know, the, the shots from the actual movie that I've seen show the blaster sitting uh, a bit deeper into the holster so it wasn't just me.
2: Um, hmm, you have to get your dremel out.
1: And to allow that to go a bit deeper, so you yeah, know that was a bit disappointing. I thought that's something that they actually would have picked up in uh, yeah the production.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, John, Eddie, any comments that you want to make about the Han Solo before we move on to Chewie?
3: I, no, I think you guys have covered it all on my end.
0: I don't. I don't know. I thought in the original solicit photos it looked more like him than these two, but I don't know.
2: Um, Look, when you if you look at like if you're looking at my photos, if you look at some of the close-ups, you can actually I can see it more actually in the photo than in the figures. Some of the detail like the little scar on his chin, etc. They have done, you know, well, like I think it's a really good likeness. I think that um as Ben said, I don't think that Harrison Ford is a super easy one to fully um get,
1: but uh, yeah, I don't think this is bad. Yeah, I think pretty well. As I said, I don't think it's quite as as good as that um original Indiana Jones that Hot Toys did. Um but I guess, you know, that had the stubble and, and I think I know him better as Indiana Jones than I do Han Solo and Um Yeah, look I I certainly couldn't do any better.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, well Ben, do you wanna start off Chewbacca?
1: Yeah, um I almost flung mine across the room um, <laughs> when I took him out because, um, you know, when you take Han out of his little uh, capsule part of the packaging, um, he's got quite a good heft to him, um, you know, 1-6 scale figure. I don't know whether there's a metal skeleton in there, but um, he feels nice and solid and heavy. Um, so, of course, Chewie being sort of uh, much taller, much wider, et cetera, I expected to be uh significantly heavier and he's quite the opposite. Mm. Um so I went to heave him out and, and almost, you know, floated away. Um I, I don't know what's going on there. I'm I'm not about to uh shave my Wookiee whoever this is um <laughs> to to find out what's under there. Uh because I, I have to admit my knowledge of one six scale sort of bucks is um is next to nothing. So I don't know whether this has been constructed specifically for Chewy. I expect it has. Uh, but it's very, very light.
2: Yeah, it is. Very
1: light. Yeah, it um, is. So, yeah, you got a shock as well.
2: I, I was, yeah, quite surprised by how light it was. As you said, um, I took Hannah first and um, I had this – I didn't fling mine across the room, but my strength is not quite as superhuman <laughs> as yours. Um, but, yeah. Um, but my first amusement with Chewy was even before I took him out when, because I opened the – uh, Chewbacca instructions and um, <laughs> found first of all that it had not just the instruction book in it but a little plastic comb and then found <laughs> that one of the sections of the instructions is called tidying Chewbacca's fur and it has a comb <laughs> with a a a bristle side and a blunt side so that you can use the bristle side to tidy the fur and a brush side to tuck in the fur.
1: And uh You know you've uh you know you've hit an all time low as a <sighs> an adult male toy yep. collector when you're sitting at home by yourself combing one of doctors. <laughs> yep,
2: yep, yep, for sure. It was a full on glamour <laughs> gals moment. Um it really was. Yeah. I was just like yeah. can 't believe I'm doing this, I have to say though it does actually help uh even out the i mean you know the, the obviously the thing that we haven 't really talked about yet is that this is like a fully rooted <laughs> um mm. toy it's all hair all the time um and quite an accomplishment yep. um but you know once it's been in packaging, et cetera, the little comb thing does actually help kind of. Um, just even out the fur to look more natural um, mm. the the uh, what do you think of the the head sculpt and facial representation of chewy?
1: yeah look i will comment on that in a sec. I'm going to preface that by saying that when these were originally solicited, I actually thought chewy was too short. Um, I was doing some comparisons. I think I was biased because I had the original um, tops. Star Wars trading cards from sort of the late 1977, 78, and you know, I remember the the personality cards that they had, and on the back it said that you know Chewbacca was from Kashik and that he was 200 years old and he was eight feet tall, um, and that's always stuck with me. And I, I think actor Peter Mayhew is seven foot six or something. Um, so look, I thought he was too short. Um, I, I kind of got over that pretty quickly. I don't think it's actually that far off. I, I've seen photos of. Harrison Ford standing next to Peter Mayhew in the, the the Chewbacca outfit, and he sort of comes to just under Chewie's shoulder height, and I think he, he's about even with it. So, um, look, I got over the the height difference pretty quickly and moved on because I, I think, like you, I was quite blown away by the rooted hair, mm. um, and, and I think and this is going to um, contribute, I guess, to the the, the facial you know, sculpt discussion. Um, and that is, you know, look, I think there's a reason why nobody has done a fully rooted, you know, one-six scale Chewbacca before. Um, and, and I definitely agree with you that this is a feat of engineering to actually get this thing made because, um, you know, he has all the articulation underneath. You know, he has the double jointed elbows um, he's actually got an ab crunch and things like that. So you've got a good range of motion for a, a figure that's, you know, completely covered in hair. I, I don't even know how they've done it, to be honest. No, no. But look, moving on, um, the face sculpt, um, I, there's just something off about it and i can't pick what it is for the life of me I, I i googled chewbacca um you know and was looking at stills from the movie you know they just keep showing the same ones over and over again so there's not a lot to compare him to um i think it was an interesting choice to have his mouth partially open because um you know often Chewie was either just sort of standing there with his mouth closed or there was you know a couple of those definitive scenes where he was roaring um and this is somewhere in between, so his mouth is partially open and I was sort of looking at him, and i just i I still don't think I can put my finger on exactly what it is that's that's not quite right um, uh, well
2: i think one one thing is that uh in the films the there is a bit his eyes are a little bit more visible, and there is mm. a darker fur right around his eyes and then lighter like lighter beyond whereas this is kind of all dark so it makes his eyes yeah, really yeah. really inaccessible um, whereas if you look at kind of just production pictures etc um, the, the fur on his head is lighter than the fur on his yep. body and particularly in the yeah. face so it really highlights his eyes and makes his face more accessible, um, his nose, you know, Mm. whereas you can barely make out the nose here because it's all kind of the same, uh, color. So I I think that's partly it.
1: That's what I actually came down to. I I was looking at it and yeah, I I think the shots that I've seen, the stills that I've seen from the movies, yes, you've definitely got the sort of the the darker around the eyes and then the rest of the face is actually quite light and yeah, that, that sort of accentuates the eyes. Whereas, um, you know, he's, he's got the whole, you know, um, black backer thing happening. Um, <laughs> I I was standing there looking at it, trying to work it out, and I Mrs. Shake was sort of sitting next to me, and she said, "You know, aren't you happy?" And I said, "Oh, it's not bad. Oh, look, I'm you know, it's great to have these guys. They're going to look fantastic when we you know get the rest of the crew." Um, but I said, "You know, something's not quite right. You know, what what do you think?" And she said, "Oh, to me, his muzzle seems a bit too long." Like, it just, it seems a little protruded a little further than it probably should be. And, uh, so I was looking at that and I thought, yeah, I do agree. Um, mm. both, both of these figures have copped massive amounts of criticism, um, on the net. The toys Facebook page is just, uh, 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 geez, it's just pages of, um, criticism about people cancelling pre-orders and stuff like that. Um, but I guess what I did next was, uh, using the comb I was just um, actually was using the end of a, um, a pencil um, to do it was to start moving the fur around one thing to note is um, a lot of the fur is is obviously you know quite loose and it's rooted but what they've actually done is the, the fur around his cheeks and under his chin and down his neck has actually been glued down so it doesn't hang loose and I, I think that's obviously because if it moves too much it'll look quite bizarre but what it does is it actually prevents you from being able to do a lot with it so obviously you can move the hair around on the top of his head and around the sides of his head um so look I started and I think futzing is the word that people are using and and I started sort of futzing his hair a bit um and once I did that I actually started to feel a lot better about a um, way he looked Hmm. so I I don't know about you Scott
2: oh yeah look I mean I'm happy with it I think that it is something that you do have to kind of really think about it to work out why it's not perfect um but i i am really happy i think that um you know what what they've done overall with this figure is pretty amazing i do think that like, like you said the the um with what they've done with the face like uh that that uh, gluing down, et cetera, does help get, make it keep shape, et cetera. And I, I think if they mm. could have lightened that a little bit, um, it would have been better. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm still really
1: excited <laughs> by having this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I think what happens to it – sorry. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, you're sort of sitting there and you're going, oh, geez, you know, hmm. They haven't quite nailed it, but then I thought, well, you know, they've certainly nailed it better than any other company has because nobody else has uh, attempted it. Um, but then when I think things really start to come together is when you get into that bottom tray and and you get out his bandolier, um, you know, yeah. with his uh, satchel and you pop that over his shoulder and, you know, you feel the weight in that thing, like it's a, a, quite a, a good um, accessory. Uh, I wasn't sure what I was expecting because, I, you know, I grew up with – um the original 12 inch figure. I've actually still got that one and it came with a really crappy vinyl bandolier. And, um, this is actually really nicely done. Like this is the, the faux leather with the, the little sort of energy packs and, um, they're all completely removable. Um, everyone's removable, but the, the satchel even has the little buckles on it and you can even open it up and it's, you know, you could even put stuff in it if you wanted to. Um, so that's a, a really nice accessory. And once you sort of slung that over his shoulder, um, you go for the bowcaster, and, uh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, you know, the bowcaster is, is so nicely done. It's, it's really elegant. You know, often when we get this gun with three and three quarter figures and six, the six inch figure, um, you know, they're often slightly warped, you know, from being stuck in the packaging or whatever. This thing is just, Pristine, sleek. It's beautiful. The, uh, the string on it is actually a string and it's, um, it supports. There's a little bit of tension in it. Um, and it's, it's beautifully done. Just like hands blaster, I should probably comment that they're, they're really nicely done, really nicely weathered. And so once you get that bow caster into his hands, you know, I, like you, I swapped out the hands for the, the, the gun hands. Yeah. Um, and you know, you get that bandolier on, you get the gun in his hand and you just sort of, you know, you start to get that, that, that that geeky giggle going and uh fun stuff
2: oh yeah definitely he doesn't really start taking shape until you get get his gear um on and i love the the detail on that satchel you know is just amazing um all the ammo on his bandolier can come out um as well which i'll never do because then i'll lose them all but still just the fact that you can is (laughs) awesome um, the other thing that I'm really impressed with with this is the hands like there are relaxed hands and then swap out um, you know, holding hands and uh, the hands have got fur on them as well. So, you know, once you mm. kind of combine the fur from the um, arm to the hands and you swap them over, it's seamless. Um, I'm really impressed by that.
1: Yeah, John. Did you have a question about the hand?
0: I mean, how does the does the fur on the arm come down over that wrist joint then, or
1: mm. yeah, mm, it, does. it does actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you
2: in in order to do the swap neatly, you've kind of got to pull back the fur um, on his wrist. Um, to, so it doesn't get caught in the peg and then but once you've got the new hand in and like i said there is fur on the hand just bring that back over um you could of course use your handy included comb if you um your masculinity couldn't stand it um and uh, yeah beautiful beautiful
1: yeah 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 i was impressed i was sort of looking at them and the way they've done it and effectively they've just they've cast this hand and they've managed to glue the fur on the the top of the hand but it also comes around between uh, the thumb and um, index finger but also onto the palm as well so that if he just had his palm up there'd be sort of fur sticking out so um yeah night carbonate pretty much works the same way too
2: yep beautiful um he does come with his big ass gun as well um but yeah, the, i haven't i haven't it's like actually... mg88 or whatever it is yeah yep yeah. I haven't had a go at that actually. I'm, you know, pretty stuck on the crossbow. It's pretty awesome. And the crossbow comes, yeah. <laughs> the crossbow comes with a strap as well so that you can hang it over his shoulder. Um, and I'm always happy with that because, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not going to swap out accessories. If they can't kind of live on the figure, then they're never going to see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the fact that you can hang this over his shoulder. Um, like he's, you know, about about to swing it around and use it, and I think that that works really well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, I had a play with the uh, that big stormtrooper gun. I don't know what the, the technical Star Wars name for it is. Uh, anyone? Anyone? Mm, no, not this one. Uh, oh, you disappoint sort of me. German MG88. AD- <laughs> <laughs> I used to know. Um, I mean, it's a really nice gun. It's obviously just been, you know, it's something that, that hot toys will recycle, um, you know, as necessary, obviously with stormtroopers, et cetera. Um, but it's really nice too. The bipod actually works, um, you know, and it clips underneath so that it's held in place. It's even got a working, um, slide. So for, you know, for cocking the gun, I don't know how exactly you, you cock a laser gun, but, um, you know, it's even spring loaded, uh, and has a, a nice slide. So, um, yeah, just like the other two guns, it's really nicely, it uh, as well uh, as the stormtrooper blaster as well, a smaller one that he um, can put on hand if you want to swap out his his holster and belt for the uh, the stormtrooper one.
2: Yep, very good, very
0: good. Hmm. Now, but well, let me ask you something. Um, with Chewbacca, if you'd had the choice for a fully sculpted one versus this one, which one do you think you'd prefer?
1: This one. Oh, this is a, this is a definite. Like, I mean, from the neck down. This figure is perfect. There, yep. There's nothing wrong with it. There's, you know, if that, if you could just sort of, I don't know, somehow magically just touch up whatever is putting off the portrait. And, and like I said, I think once you've played with the fur a little bit, you know, get out your little bolly comb and hairdryer or whatever, and uh have a play. I think there's a hairdryer. Uh, <laughs> what Look, you need to do. I just think it's a. Uh, it,
2: what you need to do is get get out um, your little dolly um, hair lightening <laughs> kit, you know, like take yeah, t- yeah,
1: get out your and a twelve get a twelve year old girl onto it.
2: Yeah, for sure, I'll give it to my twelve year old and she'll. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah look, I, I think it's brilliant. I think that there's a a, a lot of unnecessary criticism. Um, yes, it's it's not perfect, but it's also a one six scale action figure. Um, You know, I think we've just got such high expectations of Hot Toys now that uh, people expect a a miniaturized version, and that's just not going to happen on that kind of budget.
2: No. Hmm. No. I mean, the only thing that I, I I guess, in an ideal world, that I would have liked is either um, a swap-out head with a, you know, really open mouth, um, or the, Mm. yeah, probably, and that probably would ultimately be better than one that that could open and close because that would be fraught um but you know that yeah. that, that yeah. that's really it that's the only thing i could kind of say in terms of improving this apart from that and and really i hadn't put thought into um what the the issue was with the portrait until you know you kind of mentioned it and i can definitely live with it because it is i mean obviously you want all these to be good but i'm collecting these for the set you know so the fact that it's there and yeah. like and and it really I, I do think um store like display wise this is obviously going to be dust's greatest enemy um or mm. or dust will be the greatest enemy because my my star wars one six scale stuff doesn't have a home at the moment except for my podcasting desk so um that that's going to be an issue for this chappy that's for sure
1: mm. Yeah. yeah and i'm hoping that this is something that you know down the, the track they might revisit and you know we might obviously we'll probably get a uh, an empire um hand in his, his other outfit with the, the the jacket with the long sleeves um but you know a head swap with, Chewbacca with that sort of longer hair um mm. an open mouth would be really cool like an episode six or something not that i plan on buying it again but um, yeah 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 i think if they want to make their money back so yeah yeah, yeah.
2: I'm thrilled. I mean, I think hmm. you know the, the two things that aren't perfect for me with Han, it's the boots, um, and yeah. with Chewie, it's the portrait. Um, but overall, um, definitely glad that I've glad that I've got them.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and, and getting them into your collection, and, and getting Kenobi in there soon as well, um, and really sort of rounding out that cruise is just going to be a lot of fun factor.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if you if you got the notice. I got it uh, the other day that the um, episode for Luke is going to come out earlier than originally planned. Um, oh,
1: I don't, yeah, I haven't ordered him yet.
2: Ah, there you go. Well, he's now because yeah. I mean I do have the best spin one, but I did order him as well, and it was meant to come out. Mm-hmm. I'll just get it here. Got an arrival update, which usually means um, you know. Going to be later, but it was meant to be uh, March to May two thousand and sixteen. But it's now expected December two
1: thousand and fifteen. Hmm.
2: There you go. I know. So cool. Something early. Hmm. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, very good. Use that factory more often, please. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, any any closing comments on this fine set? Huh.
1: Not for me, other than you know, take the time to comb the hair on your dolly, and I, I think you'd be pretty pleased with um, the, the look that you can get.
2: And while you're doing it, you can just repeat to yourself, this is not a doll, this is not a doll, this is not a doll. <laughs> like, that's what I did. That's it was right. all fine. That's yeah.
3: right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you get a Wookiee when you're at it?
1: the comb? <laughs> mm. That's right. Shampoo. <laughs>
0: It almost would have been nice if they would have had like a little magnet on his shoulder for that bandolier.
1: Oh, I look, Yeah, I mean you can play around with it and get it to just sit right.
0: Yeah, but I, to keep it in spot one spot, I think that could be problematic.
2: Yeah. The thing is though, it's yeah. actually because of the fur, it's actually pretty stuck in place, but because you've mm-hmm. got the fur the fur there to kind of help hold it they in place. Actually, so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Just speaking of magnets, there is actually a magnet on the strap of um, Han's um, holster, that little strap that goes over the top to hold oh. his gun in place. And if he blasted, it would actually fit in the holster, it would be quite handy.
2: Yeah, yeah. You can't, I mean, like I had the, uh, my blaster kind of fits in the holster okay, but you still can't actually bring the strap around it to
1: um, get it to yeah. connect with the magnet. I think the blast, I think the blast is meant to sit lower. I think, you know, that's, there's meant to be some sort of slot there that allows that to sit a bit further in to accommodate oh. the scope.
2: Hmm. Well, hmm. I, that's our toy breakdown.
0: Well, you guys, did a great job, and um, appreciate you taking the time to look at this one because I think this is one that uh, a lot of us would like to have, but maybe you know aren't into the hot toys, and I think that's good. So, hmm. thank you, gentlemen, for sharing with us.
1: Pleasure. No problem.
0: And we will be right back after this to wrap up the show. <laughs>
1: Introducing the evil mutant warriors, Ratero,
3: Soldierman,
1: Croon the Destroyer, battle
3: against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchiman, Snowman, Tuska Warrior. The battle is on for the Sword of Omen.
1: Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF.
0: Well, before we wrap everything up, we always like to share some feedback with you guys. And we love getting feedback. And if you'd like to send us feedback or um, cake or cupcakes <laughs> or, you know, any sort of sweet treat, you can send those to us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And when you send it to us, you know, you might hear it right out here. You'll probably hear it right out here. Or we eaten love it. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that's true, too. Yeah
0: um yeah so eddie yep you've you've got our feedback
3: i do this comes from jason on facebook and he says greetings programs just recently discovered podcast and i find it incredibly entertaining over the past year i started to get into action figures and statue collecting and i think that i'm finally ready to take that hot toys plunge the question that i have is which distributor is best to order hot toys from i'm planning to purchase about two hot toys figurines per year and was debating them from big bad toy store or from sideshow your help would be greatly appreciated keep up the great work guys jason Hmm.
1: thanks jason and uh yeah, thanks, Jason. And uh, I did actually send you a reply. And, uh, look, I think when it comes to finding your retailer of choice, uh, it's about what suits you um, the most. And, I mean, for a lot of people, it's about the price, so they'll just go with whoever is the cheapest. Um, if you're international, like uh, some of us are, um, you know, price is a big deal when it comes to shipping. Um, Sideshow only use FedEx, which is quite expensive. Um, but, you know, then it also depends on what else, I guess, uh, floats your boat. So, for example, you know, there are benefits of using Sideshow because you have FlexPay if you solicit, um, if you pre-order far enough to advance. Obviously, you can pay off your purchase um, and your the reward points which you can reuse uh but then big bad toy store has um you know their own benefits they have the pile of loot as well that you can use uh and of course you could always just check out your local retailer who uh, of course will probably let you check out the figure in person um and therefore you can avoid any surprises such as uh, someone has shaved your wookiee um so uh yeah look it's it's about what suits you best so i uh Hunt around until you can find a deal that suits you.
0: Now, the Sideshow ones with Hot Toys, do they normally have exclusives as well?
1: Sometimes, yeah. I haven't seen one for a while, but uh, yes, I believe yes. that um, they have offered Hot Toys exclusives in the past. Yeah,
2: sometimes.
3: And I think that's the other thing with Sideshow, too, is because they're a licensed distributor of Hot Toys um, they're usually, if you get a hot toy that has a bit of a problem with it missing accessory or that, if you've ordered directly off Sideshow, it's often uh, much easier to get a replacement piece or that kind of thing. Stored. Yeah. Yeah. So there
0: you go.
2: All right. Well, Scott,
0: do you have yes. a piece of feedback for us?
2: Uh, yes. J.H. Gotham uh, sent us a tweet that said, you guys, now uh, you are my sanity. In a chaotic world. <laughs> Just now, we'll come back to the disturbing nature of that in a moment that we could be someone's sanity. But, um, she says, despite being a rare female in the collecting world, you guys keep me connected. Thumbs up. So, so, hey, J.H. Gotham, that is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, but. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if we can be responsible enough to be anybody's sanity. I hope
1: not. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think the bloop is uh, evidence of that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank
2: you. We really appreciate that and it's great to um just know more about who's listening and um awesome. Indeed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. you right, For that and it's always good to hear from you guys. We love it. We love it. It makes it mm-hmm. it's all this worth it. It does
2: i'm always blown away when people like uh you know say like i started listening i've gone back to the beginning or whatever like wow that is commitment (laughs) um so yeah it's just i'm still kind of blown away that people actually listen to this (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys well your mom really has to listen you know oh my gosh if my mom listened to my whole life would be spoiled Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, (laughs) wow.
0: Well, guys, we've done it. We've made it to the end once again.
1: Yay!
0: This was fun. This was fun. It's always Um, fun. Now you guys might hear something different next week. We're not sure. We never know because we're just kind of of in a chaotic world, right?
2: Well, we we have a lot of people doing other things next week so we'll but we are committed to bringing you a shoe so somewhere or another we'll bring you one even if it's patched together <laughs>
0: yep so be prepared be prepared and in the meantime stay safe
1: have your yeah. woies spade on muted to... but don't shave them
0: have your atom shaved <gasps>
2: <laughs> bye bye
0: Ben Scott.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You guys ready? Yes, yeah, so already.
0: Who, who who do you want me to throw over to first? Okay, I'll throw over to Scott first. Yeah, throw over to <laughs> me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll lead the way. No mm-hmm. worries. <laughs> so, uh, John, when you are ready. You may begin the festivities. But
0: we need to fill in the um, asterisks before I can be ready.
2: Uh, which one? Oh, bye.
1: Brought to you by
2: Bam Capow.
1: Men. that was the worst Bam Capow ever.
2: That's because it wasn't for recording <laughs> purposes. I would like you to know that Ken of Ken's Bam Capow has complimented me specifically. On the enthusiasm of my BAM capals on the show. Thank you very much.
1: I started that. Yeah, but. (laughs) Taking the glory.
2: (laughs) I'm
3: only up to yes, that. Hold on. I'm just going to Google. Model kit.
2: Oh Oh my gosh You're the most ferocious Typer Are are you typing Are you typing Or are you like abusing Those keys Good grief
0: Dear sir I am very disappointed about your performance In our government
3: (laughs) (laughs) The following Are words that I never want to hear On TV again (laughs) Jules
2: Thank you. I always get a little bit alarmed about toy breakdowns because I'm like, I don't want to break down my toy. I like my toy. <laughs> I want to keep it all in one piece. Thank you. But the, the, the idea is that, you know, this is a bit more in depth than toy of the week. Um, the uh, Hot Toys Star Wars. Why, why, Star Wars, Titans, <laughs> yeah! Star Wars. <Haram>. Star Wars. of <laughs> <Malage. laughs> <That started> again. <laughs> what was wrong with that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll just count myself in. She, she was, okay, five, four, Star Wars, three, <laughs> <laughs> Try track it I'm glorious